your life coach. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. And this, as you already know, is the fact that our podcast where we most definitely give you the interview that you deserve. The fact that our podcast is being brought to you by Plant Based Junkie. Plant Based Junkie, which resides on 1635 and a half East 87th Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60617. Now, I'm telling y'all about plant-based junkie because it is black owned here at the fat guy hour podcast we are developing afro-american greatness we just left out of black history month but we do this history shit all year just want to let you know in plant-based junkie i'm talking about some of the greatest food that you can have and you will honestly think me being a big nigga i was very intrigued I was very intrigued. I had to call back up there and ask him, hey, I think y'all tricked me. I think this meat. And it really wasn't, man. So y'all need to go there. Plant-based junkie. Once again, 1635 and a half East 87th Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60619. 60617, plant-based junkie. Yo, and we are back. And this is Kills the Fat God. And y'all already know I am here today with the fine natural family. And we are producing financial literacy and black growth in our communities. And I would like for everybody to introduce themselves. Sometimes I don't like introducing everybody because I mess up names. So I won't. So I will start here across from me. Brother, introduce yourself because you are a reincurring individual on this show. Uh, everybody know me as Flock, but you know, I'm Marcus Kenna. That is my name. Mm. And over here, Miss Lady. Ashley Cooper. Ashley Cooper. And Miss Cooper, what? What is your full occupation? Let us know a little bit about yourself. Okay. Uh, how much time you got? <laughs> Just like <laughs> you got an hour. <laughs> what is he like that? We got an hour. What's going on? All right. I'm a serial entrepreneur. I am uh, owner of one of the um, first and only minority-owned AAA franchises in the city of Chicago. Yeah. Uh, partner owner of Groove Cigar Lounge in Chicago. 80, Where is that located? 8613 South Stony Island. Y'all need to get there. That's it. And then also um, real estate, uh, real estate development, as well as financial literacy coach and mentor to many. That is beautiful. Thank you. My brother sitting right across from me. Quiet, but look like he's so loud. <laughs> Introduce yourself. Absolutely. My name is Marshall Fortson, and I am the CEO of Grooveline International. Okay, and what does that all possess? I got time, brother. Hey, look, hey, look we got time today. Don't, don't, don't get quiet on me. All, all, all this black excellence sitting on this panel. Let us get it. Let us know what's going on with all this black greatness. Come on. Let's make it happen. So. Uh, my story is um, I'm born and raised here in Chicago and I went to Tennessee State and I opened up one of the first hip-hop clothing stores in the nation back in the early 90s called okay. Groovewear. Uh, Groovewear took off, made millions of dollars in my first nine months at a very young age and I uh, also was the top promoter in that market for over 12 years. I basically had a chokehold on the whole entertainment industry in Nashville, Tennessee and so everything from marketing to promotions to uh, concerts to parties to after parties to shows you name it we had our hands involved and so um from that point on you know uh being able to elevate all right um 
and springboarding, I was introduced to the industry of network marketing back in 2006. And uh, I laughed at it when I first got introduced to network marketing because a younger cousin of mine came to me with the industry. And um, I laughed at him, but um, I saw how passionate he was about the industry. And I said, let me get involved just to support him. You know, before, mm -hmm. before one quick second, can, can you explain what network marketing is? Oh, absolutely. Network marketing, ladies and gentlemen, is the best planet on the industry, hmm. all right? So network marketing is when you can start a home-based business for a low startup cost, okay? And you're able to make income I like to say extra or extraordinary income off of your efforts and off of other people's efforts as well. And so what I call this industry of network marketing, I call this the best kept secret on the planet. Why? Because this is what the wealthiest people in the world do. And this industry has produced more millionaires since 1978 than any other industry. Hmm. In the music industry, entertainment, uh, sports, you name it, combined, they have not produced as many millionaires as the industry of network marketing. So I tell people, fat guy, that we've been trained to miss this. We've been taught to go to school, get good grades, and my mom told me, you better go get a good job, son, and work that job for 40 years and never become wealthy. Hmm. And when I, my cousin and his dad introduced me to an industry of network marketing, and told me in three years I could be a self-made millionaire, I thought that was too good to be true. So I got involved to prove them wrong back in 2006. You okay. understand what I'm saying? Because okay. anything I ever touched, I turned to gold. And no doubt, within a year, year and a half, I became a top producer in the industry. And this industry actually set me financially free. Hmm. So right here, sitting to the left of me, ladies and gentlemen, I think y'all already know who she is. She's the queen sitting on her throne. <laughs> that is Miss Fancy Dominique, y'all. Hey, y'all. <laughs> and this is the Fat God Hour podcast, F-A-T-G-O-D, Fat God. We are facing adversities to grind on daily. Hey, man. What's up? What's you know, so the last time What's you was up? here, right? Yeah. I got to apologize. Why you say that? Because I placed you in a box, bro. Oh. I did. I'm not I'm not gonna lie, because you know, you know, um, one thing I've learned in life to never judge a book by its cover. Sure. And I did. I felt that you was just, you know, uh, you know, a music producer, and that's what it was. And don't get me wrong, he's a very talented music producer as what he, you know, you know, at the crab that he does. But then you hit me with something that was so different. When you got ready to leave the show. It was like, yo, you know, I deal with financial literacy, right? I'm like, I've been really looking to get in tune with financial literacy. I've been really looking in places to 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 place my money to 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 be smart and lucrative. And I had to bring you back. And when you came back, you brought the financial family with you, you know. And I and I want to thank you. And I also want to apologize because I. I think we tend to do that. I think we tend to categorize people for what we see. You know, our perception and our reality isn't the same. You know, when we look at water, we just look at it as something to drink, but it's also vapors, it's also steam. When we look at dirt, we look at dirt as being dirty, but at the same time, dirt is growth. You know, and it's, you know, when it, you know, so I just want to thank you for coming back and I also want to apologize. And please accept my apology. <laughs> do it on camera if you don't inside. It's all right. It's the fact that I got our podcast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I appreciate that. So I wanna I wanna ask you guys a question because it's something that's 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 real life 
deep to me. And I want to ask you first, by being a music producer, what shifted you? What put you in the lane to to start doing? Let me get it right. Is it network what did you call marketing. it? Network, network marketing. marketing. What what put you in the position to start network marketing? is definitely the success of my mentors, which are these two, you know, sitting on my right. So I run a cigar lounge for them. But uh, it goes deeper than that. We, Where's the cigar lounge again? 8613 South Stony Island. Right around the corner from my barbershop, right it around from Oyo's. Only black cigar lounge on the south yeah. side, you know? Uh. Where's it at again? Let them know again. 8613 South Stony Island. Uh, and, it, and it's black owned? Yes, sir. Okay, now keep finished. All Just right. Hit. So yeah, it's really the success of my mentors. Uh, Groove to start off with, you know, he pretty much raised me. So it, it was family first. Uh, and I remember him always just being, you know, that cool uncle to come through. He got, you know, he got the bag, he fresh, you know, he, he taking care of everybody, you know what I'm saying? So uh, that's always been that. And, 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 and um, just seeing how he's always been able to be so successful, you know, you can't really lose when you, you locked in and, and you're around them and you know it's genuine, you can't lose. So it's like, I'm making the best decision for myself. Now I was in Alabama, everybody know I was in Bama, uh, went to school and I was down there and I, I really just got complacent. You know, I had uh, dropped out of school and I was taking care of my people's, well, my mom, I should say. And I, I got complacent because you know, you, you can do that once you, you know, you start working the job. So now you're just stuck in that box. And it's like, it got to a point where I felt like I, I had a ceiling over my head, so I had to get out of there. So getting back to Chicago, I just knew I didn't want to come back to Chicago on the same note that I left, which wasn't the best. So I came back and I got around the right people that I needed to be around to make everything that I need to make happen in the future. So that's what really got me into network marketing. So so, so like what, what has it done for you? Like as far as like any changes in your life, like what has it, as far as uh, money-wise, as far as uh, attitude-wise, spiritual-wise, like, because where does it like sit you different from young cats your age? Money, we'll start with money. You know, uh, I've definitely learned how to manage my money. Better. Rich before 30? Yeah, rich before 30, mm -hmm. for sure. And it's not just about the cash, you know, it's about right. the credit. You gotta have the credit, you know, that's what really, you know, that's just a, a, another push to it but um the money is it's that's the that's the least favorite you know what i'm saying right. i don't really care about that it's right. it, it come and go it's really the self-development the personal development you know getting to really know yourself and, and and getting to really see like um who you really are and knowing how to remove the negative and 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 only go with the positive and that just just becoming a better person overall so and uh spiritually it try you you know this this ain't this ain't easy. It ain't right. it's the trenches. You know what I'm saying? We 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 getting it too. We I, I everything that go on out here like cause it's mental. You got right. you got to play these mental games. So it's huh. just you got to always be on point. You know. So 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 for a young cat that's that's at home right now, struggling with in between life, stepping out into the streets, around the same age as you, what do you have to tell him? What can you show him? We can show them uh, another way, you know? Uh, for sure, everybody got their battles, their struggles. You know, you go through what you go through and uh, you do what you do, but 
I can I can judge no one. Right. You know, and none of us can judge anybody. But not whatsoever. But what we can do is try to show somebody a better way. Indeed. You know, and uh being patient with that. And knowing that um it's not always gonna go your way, but you can just you, you can try your best for sure. Very, very, very intelligent young young man here, man. And Miss Ashley Cooper. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I feel I feel like I'm I feel like I feel like one of them one of them announcers that's at the basket. Marketing guru, seven figure <laughs> owner of multiple industries, multiple business owner, Ashley Cooper and affiliates, located on the south side of Chicago, co owner of Groove Cigar Lounge. Look, Miss Lady. Yes, yes. Miss Lady. <laughs> I'm pushing my mic over here a little bit to Miss Lady. So for you, being an African American woman, what is some of the advice that you can give to a lot of these African women that's out here, these African-American women out here right now that really don't know the way, that's that's real life spinning frivolously, that's, you know, really out here, you know, crab boiling it every weekend, <laughs> you know, you know that's, that's, that's real life at the club every weekend. What type of advice can you give them from, from coming from where you've come from to now, what kind of advice can you give them? Change what you value. Mm. You know, I, I really never valued a lot of the things that are popular. So let me clear that up. I, I like nice things, but you know, I've always valued, you know, things that could advance me and my family and my community. I've always valued those types of things. Mm. So like, you know, I, I'm just a different, I'm just, I'm just different. I, I, I really don't value the party mm. or the, or the kickback or the, or the, or the congregation of, you know, just on some fun stuff. Looking I really, good. I, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, I like I mean, to look good. I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> the thing is, is my thing is, is that I see a lot of people out here that real life look good, but ain't really got that bag and ain't really got that, that, right. that financial stand by the ones that go out here and they decide to get good credit and they go off and they right. get a $100,000 home, but ain't got $100,000 in the bank. I don't feel good about, you know, I, I don't feel good about doing any shopping or any of those things unless I got my priorities in order, which means that if I got something that I can build on a bit, like if I didn't have none of this, if I was to the floor, then I wouldn't be trying to get some money to go spend some money. I would mm. be trying to get some money to go make some money, to, right. to flip some money. So it's like changing what you value, changing your perspective, because like Marcus said, Money gonna come and go, but if you place the right value on things, you are gonna position yourself in a position of strength where, you know, when 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 every, when all the chips is down, you still got something that you're standing on, you know, mm. and that's that's what matters to me is is when I look back on all the money that then flew through my hands, what do I got to show for it? And I think if if more women had the mind frame that what do it. you have to show for the money that then came through your hands? Stand in an apartment with yeah. a sixty-five inch screen television. Yeah. And you ain't it ain't it ain't adding up. Yeah. You know, like 
And to me, you know, I mean, you know, to each his own. Like right now, you know, we be dealing with the income tax time and, you know, mm, and, yeah. and you already know what's going on. Mm. Right now, Walmart got the 65 inches on sale for 300 <laughs> and y'all finna go buy them. And then within the next couple months, y'all gonna be pawning them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like like y'all gonna be pawning them. Right. You know, because it's, you know, and it's and it's wonderful because I I see this in y'all because it's not too many like y'all in the black community. It's not there, there is it's it's no, it's no growth. Everybody wants to be like the Joneses. Everybody, you know, and I'm not going to lie. I was one of them. I was one of them that was going to buy a $200 pair of Jordans. And, like, you know, you know, in two months, these shoes is going to be, like, right now when I put them Irrelevant. Feet, they're worthless. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, I can go to shoe carnival. You know, it's okay. <laughs> you know, it's all right to go to shoe carnival. They still look good. And they're going to last me the same time. You know, you know, when it's like, you know, and, and I want to ask you a question because, you know, I have my own clothing line, you know, fat guy clothing, you know, and what, what can, what does it take to build a successful clothing line? Mm. Great question. Great question. Um, well, obviously, you know, it's more than one way to skin a cat. Okay, so it's, it's multiple ways to win, you know, um, but um, a lot of it is, first of all, having a good product, okay, a good product, um, a good product, you know, good quality um, at, a, at, at, a, at, a, at a great price is, is a win-win situation, for one, okay, uh, for two, Marketing and building a brand is very key. Okay, it's very key. Okay, and this is where a lot of us hit the glass ceiling when we're talking about talent in our communities and we're talking about um, really making it to the next level. We lack the funding and the marketing behind oh. our projects. Mm -hmm. So you can have a great product sometimes, you know, you can have that nobody can know about it. Right. Yeah. Marketing. And so, um, you know, um, I, I hate keep going back and forth to this, but I, I, I got to put it out there. You know, for me being a pioneer in this industry, me having a, a lot of success in this industry, you know, uh, you know, I, I come up in the industry, you know, before all of this, before it was hip hop radio stations, before we were in Macy's, mm. before we were there, you know, it was mm -hmm. around social yeah. media. Absolutely. We were ground floor. You know, and um, one of the defining moments in hip hop was when uh, LL Cool J stood on a Gap commercial and said, for us, by us. Fubu. Did you mm -hmm. hear what I said? Mm -hmm. He was on a Gap commercial with the Fubu hat on. Wow. So he used their stage to build that platform. Are you with me? And so... That's how the power that I see in the industry of network marketing and what we do. Mm -hmm. um, whereas if uh, this is the only industry where an independent person like us, a small everyday person like us can start a business today and within a year, two years, even within months, can go from being a small business owner 
to the big business bracket. And what's the big business bracket? When employ when companies have more than five hundred employees, you know right. what I'm saying. Uh, and in network marketing, I've seen that happening. Now, I came into this industry, in 2006. I uh, started off with just a few people on my team, and I built an organization of over a hundred thousand people on my team mm-hmm. in multiple states. You understand what I'm saying? Now, to me, this is the backbone for our own distribution. You understand what I'm okay. saying? Do you see that? So my goal is to use the network marketing stage to use this network to be able to build our brands, to be able to build our artists in the future. Because you know, I um I focus on consistency. I focus on it. I focus on every every morning, bro. I know you see I get up every morning to my four o'clock in the morning. I'm up marketing this podcast, marketing my clothing line marketing everything and it's just I I just want to know because I am searching for greatness and I'm and I'm trying to show the the next young black man the next young black girl that we can do great without having to sell our ass or sell our soul absolutely you know what I'm saying like like I think the world is so filled with the the limit of what we can do you know i was watching uh i was watching batman last night and alfred told bruce wayne he said know your limits mr wayne he said there is no limit Mm -hmm. there is no limit and i think a lot of us you know we inside the black community we hit that ceiling and we think that that is it Mm -hmm. you know when you're in school they don't teach you about credit they don't teach you about they don't teach you about uh, network marketing. They don't teach you about all this. And a kid, real life, goes to school to learn how to go to work. You get up in the morning at a set time. You go to class. You have a lunch break. Then you go back to these other classes. Yeah. If you do well, you pass. If you do poorly, it's over with. And you go on to the next. And now it's like now you leave out of now you leave out of. Um, kindergarten now you're in fifth grade now from fifth grade you're in 10th grade from 10th grade you're in college and it's like i don't i see this world right now so open to us you know due to this pandemic i see it so open to us where i wanted to be wearing next and in in 2025 there's a a a city predominantly black owned Mm -hmm. because it's open for us to do it absolutely but this yeah. Willie Lynch mentality that we got, we don't want to learn. Nobody wants to be the Indian. Well, go, yeah. oh. <laughs> go ahead. I'm, well, with that, I, I think that's more of a space of like where you come from because some schools do teach that. It's not in all schools, which is unfortunate. Like it used to be, not necessarily credit, but they they taught you how to be financially responsible, and then they took. Um, home ec out of schools and then now you you don't really learn the basics of stuff like that that you would have got normally in school yeah. so it's it's relied upon upon your parents and then if your parents don't know then you don't know you know and they're not teaching it to you at school so some people get the advantage but you know it's just not out there for everybody i did a um a, a meeting this week and at the meeting, it was at a church, and it was probably about 25 people there. And um, one of the questions after I did what I did, 
you know, just sharing what we offer, um, just to really highlight three components of what we offer is credit restoration, will and living trust. And for our referral agents, we give them up to $100,000 of life insurance with no medical exam. And one of the questions that I got just really kind of, you know how you can be doing something and you have such a cause behind you and, and, and then you almost feel faint when you get confronted with this. Uh, one of the questions was a, a, a young lady that probably was old enough to be like my grandmother, just a little younger than my grandmother. She said, well, you know, the life insurance, you know, I already have burial insurance and the life insurance, you know, what is that, you know, is that gonna, is that gonna, what is that gonna do? Like a hundred thousand dollars, that's a lot of money. And I was just like crushed, like inside I was crushed, like literally felt like she just drained me of all my energy because I'm saying to myself, like, why is it okay for us to be con just complacent just with, with burying each other? Like, like other nationalities just don't bury them. They they set legacies. They yeah. they they pass down. Yeah. They, and like, and send you a push with yeah. the with the money they leave behind, so you can get a little further. Cause but it's okay. Like if they were all in agreement, like yeah, that's a lot. That's no money. Like people, I've spent a hundred thousand dollars in a day. Like that's not something that you know. I'm just saying, I've made hundred transactions that's hundreds of thousands of dollars. I mean that that's not something that you know we should be talking about as money and mm. substantial, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Like if my, my children, you know, I, I had my first daughter at 17 years old and this is what I explained to the woman. You know, I went to uh, school in Terratown. We share books with pages missing out of them. You follow me, what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like I walked eight blocks to and from school. Like, you know, the guys that was in my neighborhood, they had to go through, you know, situations. You know what I'm saying? They went to jail and did all types of time, people having babies, all of this was going on. Mm -hmm. So if, if, if- Some girls in school was pregnant. Definitely. Yeah. Some yeah. of my friends was pregnant in seventh grade. Yeah. So all I'm saying is, this is all I'm saying. All I'm saying is, if I was to drop dead today, God forbid, my children go to private school. They've been going there their whole life. I've been paying 3,000 plus dollars a month for my children to go to school. You see what I'm saying? Sacrifice at the sacrifice. So if I drop dead, we live in Beverly. My kids can walk to the corner store. They can. They don't gotta be confronted with, you know, uh, little Willie over here and right. all this Gang other nonsense. Activity. So, so, so now, so now I dropped dead, and now my kids gotta go to. They gotta move first of all, because mm -hmm. I thought a hundred thousand dollars was too was much. A, yeah, perfect. And, and now they can't go to the school that they've been going to their whole life. Now they gotta go to the same type of school that I went to. Mm -hmm. Now they gotta have. They they not equipped for that though. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, 
you know, that mindset, we, we just have to shift that. And, 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 and I know that this is a battle that I will probably be fighting for the rest of my life, but mm. just to resonate that with my people is one of the hardest tasks that I have to do. I don't, yeah. I don't they're, they're taught that though, that, that enough is enough. Yeah. You, know, you know, they never want four more. My grandmother yeah. was the same way. Fortunately, she met somebody who, who changed her mindset to let her know that just having burials insurance just wasn't enough you know what i'm saying you you have a house that has to be paid for after you're gone you know there's land that your house is sitting on you know you have to teach your kids that there are taxes that have to be paid on this house every year not to mention the lights the gas and all of that a lot of times i feel like a lot of it is sugar-coated for parents like they keep that stuff from their kids so they don't understand I've watched so many people lose their parents house after their parents suddenly died because they didn't know they had to pay taxes every year on the house they didn't know how to keep up with the property they didn't know that if you didn't do this somebody can just come and take your house you know I I watched it over and over again but it's not taught it's not learned like we don't even have a clear understanding of credit if you want some of this financial literacy hit us up at the fat guy hour podcast 773-715 Three eight five three. We gonna get somebody over there to you, whether it's Ashley Cooper, a Groove, or or Flock, the producer, Marcus Kenneth, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we gonna get somebody over there to you, ladies and gentlemen, to make sure that you get some of this. And that's what I mean. I don't think that you're going to be fighting with this at the you know to the end of your life because this is what platforms like this is for. Like if people will watch the episode that we did last week, people will be like, oh man, y'all episodes are real turned up. Y'all do a whole lot and then y'all come back to do a financial literacy episode because this is the reason why, because I want to show every lane that we desire. We are we are in position to turn up, to have fun, to laugh, to kick it. But there is a time to become serious about life and to be able to break these generational curses that have been put upon us and the the general the generational illiteracy that we do not you know, that, that we possess because a lot of us be illiterate to this. I'm illiterate to credit. You know, I just started taking my credit serious like two years ago. You know, I, I didn't know, like when you look up and you see, you're like, damn, somebody got a, a gas bill in my name or somebody got this in my, I, I never knew that until I decided to start to clean up my credit. But to even notice, I didn't even, I didn't even buy any life insurance until last year, like 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 after my mother passed away. To me, it wasn't a, a thought process, you know, until we was at her funeral and it was like, it was like, oh, so so who gonna who gonna pay for this? Right. A lot you know? of times it's a pass the hat situation. Yeah. That, but that's what we we had we are such resilient, strong, beautiful people that, that we don't that that a good fight ain't nothing. Like we just walk into the ring. Like we we built for it. But at the same time, we gotta stop we gotta sometimes we get so used to fighting that that's all we wanna do. And it becomes when, exhausting. When mm-hmm. when when we re, when we pass the fight, for real, for real, like yeah. it's time to, you know, all of this information, like you said, it's okay that you don't know. But once I leave, you know, once we once you set up the right resources for people to have access, then it no longer becomes okay. Now you either ignoring it. Or, you know, you just you don't value it. So it's Hold like... Hold on one second. Mm-hmm. So, so right now, where can people reach you guys at right now to get this financial growth? Where can they reach you guys on social media, phone numbers and everything right now? 
They can contact um, Marcus via social media. Yeah, Flock Going Crazy is social media. Uh, Instagram, Flock Going Crazy. Facebook, Marcus Kendall. Um, Instagram and Facebook are two really good ways to reach me. Uh, number, yeah, 773-562-8444. If you really want to get in touch with me and really need help, 773-562-8444. That's it right there. Tell them to text fix me. <laughs> fix me. Fix me. 773-562-8444. Fix me. And at this moment, we are being brought to you guys by Fat God Clothing. That's F-A-T-G-O-D. Facing adversity is the grind on daily. You asking me, what sizes do we carry? We carry your size. All the way from small to 10X. We do not discriminate here. When we first started, Fat God really was a size. But now, it is a lifestyle because we all wake up. Facing adversities, the grind on daily. We also have the line of Dios Gordo, which is Fat God in Spanish. We ain't changed the name. We just changed the game, ladies and gentlemen. Fat God clothing. And, and this is and this is my thing because, you know, as you being a black brother and, you know, you saying, you know, that you started, like you started pretty much before it was the social media, before it was, it was the real hip hop crave. What kept you driving? What kept you pushing like to to now? Uh, the vision, the vision, and, and and the love and being passionate about the game. You know, um, you know, um, like Piggy said, it was all a dream. It was all a dream. <laughs> it was all a dream. I made a so, post like that the other day. It all started for me, honestly, um, at a very young age. I probably was about 13, 14 years old. Um, I was blessed. I went to a, a private school. I, a lot of you all have heard of Mendel High School. No, I haven't. Yeah. I went to I went to Mendel High School, and um, Mendel was a venue. Mendel was a powerhouse. Um, so one of the defining and changing moments of my life was I want to say back probably about 1986. Could have been 87. Jesus. Not to be sure, but back back about 1986 when Mendel. Uh, had Run DMC come and do a live concert. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yes. I'm, I'm gonna express y'all that black don't crack, right? <laughs> this is number one. This brother just said. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, look, right? Black don't crack. I want y'all to get this, right? <laughs> the man just said, went to a private high school. And he said about 1986. <laughs> I was four, ladies and gentlemen. She said she was I, four. I was born that year. <laughs> I was four. It's a little before y'all. I was four. Hey, I was four. I was just, I was just real life getting off the pot <laughs> at that moment, ladies and gentlemen. This is to show y'all that black do not crack is black excellence. Now, what yeah. was going on now? So like, I, I just have to state that. <laughs> and, and if y'all want to come somewhere where black don't crack, come to the fact our podcast 773 715 3853. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you. But um honestly, uh, that's a little before Mendo was a venue. You know, you hear all of the top guys, you know, uh live remote from Mendo, uh New Edition live in Mendo, Ty Ridges live in Mendo. Ron DMC was the biggest, uh it's probably bigger than any rap group that's out today, ever will be. Run DMC Indeed. because they were one of the first, the only, and they did the crossover 
But uh, Run DMC performed live in Memphis. <laughs> and uh, that experience, because we worked, we were promoters. We worked the venue. We worked the event. And I saw the school pull in, oh my goodness, enormous amount of money in one day. And when I saw the money being made, me sitting in the classroom, being with guys that owned their own music labels, had their own records playing on the radio uh, in high school. Ownership, it was a different experience for me. And so from that moment on, I knew pretty much, you know, the what your plan was, yeah. I wanted That's to be involved in. That was your I, lane, yeah. I understood how to have lots of fun and uh -huh. make money at the same time. And so it was life changing for me. And then I went on to college and I became the number one party promoter and things like that at every school I attended. And it just turned That's into a sad. business from there. It was, a dream came true. So, 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 so this is what I want to ask action. you. I want to ask you this, this, <laughs> this question to me for, for the, the brother that's at a middle age, that's 30, 35. Is it, is it, is it possible for him to reach the goal in life? Because, you know, when you hit that certain age, it's like, you'd be like, Cause, cause, cause I'm at that point where I'll be like. Good, good, great question, great question. Um, uh, studies show that ages zero to 22 are the educational years, okay? Uh, usually in school, you're learning, you, 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 we usually say you're being brainwashed. <laughs> you know? uh, and then from, 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 from 22 to about 26, 28, till you get in there, you know, uh, you're just living a life and you, you're living a dream, you know, you're really starting to bump your head. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And um, at 30 years old, when you start approaching 30s when reality sets in. So Definitely we go does. back as a kid. Let's just talk about the brain. We go back as children. We go back as a kid. We say, when I grow up, Oh, I'm going to travel to the moon. I'm going to travel around the world. I'm mm -hmm. going to have that mansion right there, you know? And then, you know, you go to school and you do grades and you get that first job and you say, uh, uh, I wish I can travel to the moon. I wish I can get that house right. I wish I can take a vacation one day. And this is when reality sets in, okay? But at that point, this is when you should be educated and learning the system. You know, then because believe it or not, you know, uh, the, the reality that Santa Claus is not real sits in. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. yeah. And so uh, my, you hit Jay. My, my said in when my father was sleep drunk in the living room, but that's not the point. <laughs> Jay always saying, I've been focused since I seen 30. You yeah. know, yeah. Uh, that's the number where focus really yeah. sits in. Yeah. And those that's really going to hit it, if they haven't left up and hit it right off the bat, mm -hmm. then that's when they really get it or they. Or they don't. They, 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 they come up or they fall yeah. off the game. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you're in a you're in a come up season. I see you in You know, because my my thing is this, man, you know, um, you know, I lost my mother, you know, three years today. Mm. Today was her anniversary of her death. Mm -hmm. And and we had um and we had uh you know a memorial dinner for her today. It was it was a real nice brunch and you know I'm not gonna lie, when she when she passed away, like it clicked. 
it was something in me that I knew that it was not over with, you know, because I was with her from the time that she woke up that morning to the time that she left that night, you know, and right now my, my drive is so hard. My it's, it's to me, no more, you know, there's no more, but go mode. You know, I don't, I don't see nothing but go, you know, and, and everything that I do and everything that I touch has to mean something. You know, everything that I, you know, everything has to have a purpose. I don't, I don't believe in, you know, you know, in every, you know, every, you know, minute, no, every second counts to me now, you know, and it's, you know, and I, I look at, yes. I look at our black young men in this world these days, a lot of them are just living frivolously, like through time. And it's like, it's just passing and it's passing so quick. And there, and I watched my nephew today and he's on his second child and I ain't even on my first. You know, and he's like, yeah, I'm not gonna be a dad again. And I'm like, so you know what you're gonna do? He's like, what you mean? I'm, I'm gonna raise him. No, what are you gonna do? You know, what are you, what are you setting for them? You know, what are you doing for them? What are you gonna, what name are, are you just gonna have your name living on or is it gonna be 10 years from now, 20 years from now? Is it gonna mean something? You know, and, and that's the road that I'm on right now. Like, I don't I don't even really care. Like, I care if I have children, but if I don't, my legacy behind me, I want this clothing line to be, I want this podcast to be sold publicly. You know, and it's like a lot of times I don't think people have that admiration and that goal. And it's like some people and I and I I don't knock them, I don't judge them because some people are built to be workers. Some people are yeah. built to get up and go, you know, punch a clock nine to five and get up and, and work. Like, I, I I never forget. And this and this one, it really clicked to me about entrepreneurship. Well, my father and my mother owned a mattress company, a handmade mattress company for 18 years of my life mm. on, on 5901 West Division, out west, where they handmade mattresses, you know, but time prevailed, you know, certain things people don't know about financial literacy. They don't know where to put their money at and then be able to make money to where, okay, if this business crashed, we still got this over here to make this happen. No, everything was just, oh shit, when shit crashed, it was over with, it was done. Mm -hmm. And I started to learn life. And when I came back to Chicago, I came back because I moved to Danville and I was on the train one day and this old lady was on a train and she had to be like about 60. She was crying. And I said, I said, you okay? She said, yeah, baby, I'm okay. She said, you know, I just retired from my job today. She said, I've been on my job for 45 years. I said, oh, you should be happy. She said, she lost. She said, yeah. in the morning, I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because to be an entrepreneur means that you gotta get up every day and you gonna have to hunt what you gonna eat. Huh. Animal. That's how mm-hmm. I feel. It's not an animal. It's an animal. Yeah. But you're going to eat an animal, something to get fed out of a bowl. Mm-hmm. That's that clock that you punch. It ain't nothing wrong with being an animal. Mm-hmm. Right. But like you said, some people need that. Yeah. Because some people need to, people need to, like Marshall always says, there's people who need to be led and there's leaders. There's mm-hmm. people that mm-hmm. are going to lead people. So you, you, you know, it's, it's systematic for a reason, you know, like, 
you know, we, we can criticize people that get into political positions or people that are in positions of power. And we could say some of the things that they do is not necessarily some of the things that we would do or, or we don't like. But at the end of the day, if you was pulling the strings, what sacrifices would you have to make? You know, we had that conversation <laughs> um, with about uh, the vice president because uh, every a lot of people had a lot of issues with um, her history and her mm-hmm. background with mm-hmm. black people. I'm like, but sometimes you got to play the game. You yeah. know, you got to you got to follow the rules and do what you need to do to be able to elevate to the next level. You know what I'm saying? If she hadn't have made those decisions and did those things, we may not have her as vice president right now. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Exactly. So she had to pay a price. Right. You, you see uh, what I'm yeah. saying? And we all that's the that's the part of about entrepreneurship. That's the part that nobody talk about is the real price that a person had to pay like what did you have to give up like who did you have to leave behind what 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 how many years did you have to be broke and 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 suffering and 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 looking stupid and laughed at like you know you know one thing i one thing that gets me is that i uh you know when i first started i would i would i would have my product and i was my own billboard my own billboard. I had to be my own billboard. If I wasn't going to wear it, nobody was going to wear it. Exactly. And when I started to like push and the first person bought it and then the second person bought it and I looked up and it was in Cincinnati and then it was in Mississippi. Then it was in, then it was in Iowa. And it was like, I started to look around at the people that I knew. I'm like, damn, ain't none of them supporting <laughs> at all. <laughs> Like, I'm talking about my homeboy. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, that's nice, man. That's cold what you got on, bro. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. But, yeah, I went down to Doug yesterday, man. I got this cold outfit, man. What you think? And I'm looking like, (laughs) you know, like, you know, and in your head, you're like, excuse me. I'm like, you bitch ass, man. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I'm like... How much you spend on that? A oh, one twenty, mine sixty. But you can, uh, you yeah, bitch you ass. Got two. <laughs> Could have got two for this. Could have got a whole fit, and you know I was gonna throw the hat in. Yeah. You bitch ass nigga, you. But the thing was, was that I started to understand why. Because when it comes down to this entrepreneurship and what you're doing, people that are in your life only see you at one bar. Mm-hmm. They only see you as who you are at that moment. They mm-hmm. can't shake who you're becoming. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Like my mentor always would tell me, like if, if, if we open up a McDonald's tomorrow when we had a grand opening, and all your family family members and all of them would come to the grand opening and uh, they all want something for free. Yes, they, they, they will. <laughs> then the next day is when the real business starts. Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> yeah, everybody comes. You know, Even when they come back to visit. Oh, come on oh, with me. We're we going to get something for free. <laughs> it's like my homeboy. Like, we was out in the parking lot one night of a club, and I had and I had a fat guy hoodie on. And he was like, man, it's kind of crazy that you go in the club, and you got on fat guy, and we don't. And I'm like, $60. He like, but yeah, what I'm saying is, is if we had it on, <laughs> we'd be promoting you. $60. <laughs> you know, so it's like, you know, but then it's like you, you run into the ones that, that that's going to shop and they, they love to shop because it's like, to them, it's like, hey, you know, you're doing something and your consistency is what counts. If you don't believe into your shit, nobody's going to believe into yeah. it. Absolutely. Period. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Period. Yeah. If you do not structure yourself into a moment to where 
Like, I don't, I don't care what time I wake up. When I wake up, both of these phones is in my hand. One phone is promoting my clothing line. The other phone is promoting my the podcast. The other phone is doing something. Everything is doing something to promote myself because I know every second as an entrepreneur is totally different from a worker. Yeah. I, I, I apply so much pressure on, I say this all the time, I apply so much pressure on myself, I can't stand myself. Like sometimes I just be like, oh. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. like, yeah. you know, you're, yeah. it'd be a serious situation going on and I'd be thinking about business like, hey, look, look. <laughs> yeah. look at this, look at this. Yeah. So, so at this moment, I would like for both of you, all of you, to educate us on credit. Well, go first. yeah, I'll go first. Um, credit has been a big thing in my life for a long time. Um, so I got introduced to credit by my mother. My mother, I had a baby at 17. So my mother told me when I got my, when I was working my job, she said, you need to go ahead and get you, you know, some, some store cards. So she helped me get my first little express and, and Victoria's Secret card. I bought my first home at 19. Um, I opened up an American Family Insurance at 21, and all of that was because of my credit. So I value credit from a long, all my life. Now my credit has not been good all my life. Matter of fact, it's been bad half of my life. But when you're an entrepreneur, that tends to be the situation for most of us, right? Because as entrepreneurs, we are on a roller coaster and we go all in. We at the poker table. Right. It's like, okay, this that move. All right, we all in. It's <laughs> right. like, okay, I ain't looking back. You get what I'm Take saying? Take it all. Exactly. So if, if you about to, if, right, if, right, if you if you about to if you if it's time to re up. And you got this credit card for five G's. Swipe. <laughs> and if you don't I make definitely. it back, you know, then it's just like, all right, we're going to have to figure it out. But at least we made it through that move or that move might have put you on. You never right. just know. So as an entrepreneur, you just you just keep going. And if we talking about credit, what I like to say is credit has two, you know, um, two, two, two sides to it. Number one, credit has a score, right? And number two, credit has a profile. So some people think that the score is everything, but really it's both combined and mainly the profile that makes the difference. So what I mean by that is a person could have a 760 credit score and have a thin file, meaning they only got one thing reporting on their credit. Mm-hmm. They got good credit because they only got one thing and they don't have a lot of history. Right. To a lender, you still a high, high risk as if you had a 500 score. Right. But if you got a 680 and you got a mortgage and you got a, or you pay your rent on time because we can credit your rental history and go back two years and you got your card note that you've been paying for five years right. and you got two or three credit cards, now to a lender, you are more of a viable option. So with credit, a lot of us are miseducated on scoring mm-hmm. because we focus more on scoring than that building a profile. Right. That just helped me out a whole lot right there, like for real. I learned yeah. that a little while ago. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I just learned, 
I was today years old <laughs> when I just found that out. Like seriously, like because in my eyes, like oh, you got that, you got that good credit score, you decent. But you know, you know, it's, it's, it's way bigger than that, man. I thank you for that because a lot of us really don't understand and know that. So I want to ask you because you know you're, you know, I'm the head of this table, but you're the head of this table because you brought these beautiful black people in here, man. You know, and and I, and I really want to touch on it too because if y'all don't know, Mr. Marcus Kenneth is one of the most prolific music producers in the city of Chicago, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, appreciate that, man, for real. And, and I wanna know, like, 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 what's coming up new for you? Uh, we got two shows in Gary, so we gonna be out here next week. At the Loft? Uh, it's on Broadway. Y'all gonna see me post this on. Okay. It's on Broadway. I believe, I believe that's yeah. the Loft, I think. It's on Broadway. But not, not the Loft, we've been to the Loft before. Okay. So, um, we got a, so Soup. Soup got a show next week and also the week following. Um, so that's two shows back to back in Gary and then we'll be in Nashville. Okay. So uh, my mentor, family, aunt, he um, started his own internet radio. So we gonna be breaking uh. that next week in Gary. Oh, is that right? And then we are gonna be doing that also in Nashville in April, hmm. first week of April. So, you know, Teaming so, up with him on that. So, 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 are you looking for any more uh, team teammates to come on and start? You know, you know, <laughs> you know I'm, I'm looking. I'm actually, I'm actually looking into doing the Fat Guy Radio Station. Let's talk, man. Most definitely, let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. And, and we're all, and we're also gonna talk about financial literacy, and you know, because it's, it's time for me. Like, and I, and I want to show my people something different. I want to give my brother, my sister, my father. You know, my father. He's He's 64 and he, he still got summers left. Mm -hmm. So while he here, I want to, you know what I'm saying, embrace exactly. this on him and put this on him, man. Mm -hmm. and let him know, you know that we can all do something great, man, because it's time. And I, I looked at through this pandemic as one of the most weirdest blessings, but a, you know, a curse, but a blessing, you know, because it opened up a lot of people's eyes to doing stuff different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody had to find new lanes mm -hmm. yeah. to make stuff happen. I don't, I wouldn't care if it was from doing credit to fixing plates mm -hmm. out your house. Mm -hmm. Entrepreneurs were made mm -hmm. through this pandemic because I think the world slowed down and it really gave people time to, to focus. focus on their dreams and focus on what they wanted to do. You know, you have that, oh girl, you know, you could really cook. Girl, you should sell plates. Girl, I gotta go to work in the morning. Now it ain't no work in the morning. So it's like, nah, I gotta get up and figure out a new idea to make something happen. Mm -hmm. I'ma sell these plates. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'ma sell these plates. You know, uh, this is this is my first year with my LLC. You know, so it's, you know, um, I, I, this is my first year filing my taxes with my company, you know? Just just trademarked my name, which is, you know, is 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 big to me. You know, you know, in life. So it's like, you know, a lot of times in life, these are the things that we need to know, man, as 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 a black community to be able to see beautiful black people that's making changes without having to sell they soul for it. Absolutely. That's what's dope to me. Absolutely. That's what's amazing to me. First of all, the man said I was in high school in 1986, and he looked like he about 46. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's let's be so. But let's let you know that he's that he's taking care of his body, and his he he cares for his temple. 
you know, that's another thing that we need to be focused on is in these, in these next few years is to, is to really be focused on our bodies and our minds and our temples because, you know, we got to enjoy these summers, man. You know, the winter is hibernation, but it really ain't. But it's real life hibernation. But we got to be able to enjoy these summers, man. You know, and I and I and I just thank y'all because nobody has ever came to my show and graced it with financial literacy, with with you know, you know, with this the the gift that we need to push forward to the future. Because in 2025, I'm telling y'all, it's going to be a city that's going to be 100% black owned, mm -hmm. and they're not going to be able to burn it down. They're not going to be able to run it over. That racism shit played out. We for damn sure not taking it no more. You know, so y'all y'all could try it. Y'all hit the capital. But y'all ain't finna kill our capital. And with that being said, man, this is Kills the Fat Guy, man. This is the financial family. Please go hit that bell at the Fat Guy Hour podcast on YouTube, Spotify, and at Heart Radio, man. Subscribe. We need them. Even if you don't want to watch, you really don't have to watch, but I guarantee you, you're going to watch and you're going to come and get the interview that you deserve. And we out. Out. Peace. Good job.